Welcome to The Compassionate Life with Dr. Brittany King. In this hour, you'll hear stories about kindness, selflessness, and of course, compassion. The hope is that you'll be inspired to create some compassionate moments of your very own. Now, here is Dr. Brittany King. Hi, welcome. I'm Dr. King, and this is The Compassionate Life on Voice America's Empowerment Channel, um, where every week my goal is to interview somebody or a group of individuals that are truly leading completely compassionate lives, very inspiring individuals. And and this week we get to speak with the Omni Athletes. They are Lebanese endurance athletes, um, climbers, runners, you name it. They are based in Dubai. Um, They're constantly pushing their limits to inspire others and raise funds specifically for cancer, um, but, but really anything that speaks to them and they find a calling. Um, today we get to speak with two of the members, Mustafa and Danny, and I'm going to go ahead and welcome them and then we'll get started um, interviewing. So hi guys, are y'all there? Hey, Brittany, it's good to be here. It's good to hear your voice. It's been a long time. <laughs> Good. It has been a long time. So um, for our audience, um, these men have like agreed to be interviewed in the middle of the night. It is truly um, very uh, gracious of them to join us. And the connection can be because it's international, so it can be a little a little uh, delayed. But um, so I just I mean, really, this whole hour is about y'all and and you know just getting the you know the word out there especially to more of the American audience about the Omni athletes I was super inspired we all had met um, about a, like a little coming up on two years ago actually um, doing a, an international run called the triple seven quest which we'll get into later but um for for you both, um, and you know, can kind of each take turns speaking and answering questions. But how did the Omni athletes begin? Who who came up with the idea, and you know, what what is your mission statement? Yeah, so uh, it all started uh, in twenty thirteen, uh, where we thought we were so uh, we came with uh, we came together along with other people and uh, we did the kind of thing. And after I got back, we tried to finish to establish an umbrella under which we can uh, continue our activities. And uh, especially due to the huge response that we got from our friends and family and uh, the corporate sponsors uh, being located at the trip, we felt that we need to take the next level. Uh, this is where the idea behind Omni Athlete. Uh, started and uh, we started um, also brainstorming uh, around finding the, the perfect name for what we do. And based on the fact that we uh, we do multi different discipline um, sports like climbing, running, cycling, uh, we came up with uh, actually when we came up with uh, with the name uh, the Omni Athletes. Uh, and since then we've been um, running our activities and uh, challenges under uh, under that name. That name, and um, I mean Omni, kind of like omnipotent. I mean you're you're willing to take on anything, and and do you specifically always, um, you know, climb for? I mean, obviously a, a charitable event, but cancer, or I think the North Pole adventure was, you know, something different, more along, um, you know, helping people seeing and 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 with eyesight. Um, has it? What what led you to initially? You were climbing for cancer, correct? Absolutely. The first um, couple of trips when it came to uh, to climbing, it was uh, it was called Climb for Cancer, which was a different group that we tied up with. Um, if you remember, we are in in, uh, in the Triple Seven course launched back then uh, the Climb for Cancer. Which was a very inspiring concept, whereby you know uh, a group of friends organized a trip uh, to a challenging mountain, and then uh, you know all the proceedings of of, uh, of uh, the charity, whether from sponsors or individuals, would go to um, to actually uh, you know save a child with uh, with cancer. 
Uh, so, so Climate for Cancer was a parallel initiative. But then on the, on the athletes as well, we started to, um, to have sort of two objectives. One is to inspire people back home, you know, to, uh, to do a lot of these uh, activities uh, and to challenge themselves. And as well, uh, we started doing, uh, um, you know, we, we started raising money uh, from these activities, whether it's a climb or a mountain or the Triple Seven or the North Pole. We started raising money to help uh, children back home with cancer. Um, we helped uh, refugees with cancer, and we also had children who can't afford, um, you know, to do their their uh, surgery and and to have all their medical uh, medical attention to be able to get rid of their cancer. Um, five babies so far, and and counting. Um, the total money rate is, um, is a bit more than two hundred thousand dollars, which which has been amazing, you know, from a from a support perspective from all the sponsors who have supported us and and everyone individually has supported us. I mean, no, it's completely inspiring. I mean, that's incredible to have raised that amount of funds for people that. Um, I mean, I think we're all, well, most of us are probably aware that health insurance is completely different and like, each each country is, is totally different. And there are many people that um, could have the chance of, of medications or surgeries, but l- literally can't because of monetary expenses from it. And the fact that, you know, you chose that and you, you, cho- you have all chosen your, like, talent, which is you know, athletic adventures and pursuits to be able to, you know, raise funds for, for someone who can't. Um, I think that's, um, so for $200,000, that's, that's pretty impressive. I mean, I was humbled hearing, hearing y'all's story. I remember when, when we were running that first marathon together and you were, y'all were telling me about what, you know, what Omni Athletes was, and I kept saying, the all athletes? And they were like, the Omni Athletes. I was like, the only athletes? <laughs> it was, uh, I don't know, it was um, it was humbling. I mean, I, I felt I was there just running, you know, a small amount, um, you know, the same adventure, but for raising nowhere near that amount of money just for pets and pets in need. But um, to see what greatness other people can do um, in other countries was really inspiring. Um, so with that, um, wasn't there a specific child that you, y'all raised money for on triple seven quest that you were able to, um, have treatment and then it, didn't that person like go into like remission, like cured? Is that right? Mm. So that um, for the triple seven quest, when y'all had raised a lot of money um, for you know for the cancer and for that one child, didn't that actually fund an entire treatment? And that person is, um, I was reading in one of the articles that that person is in like remission from cancer. Like you literally helped to like bring like life altering service to them. Yeah, definitely. So uh, that was a very, very humbling experience because uh, after the chicken seven, we managed to raise all the funds we needed for the baby Hazard. Uh, she was uh, at the time one and a half year old uh, baby girl um, suffering from uh, wound tumor, which is uh, a kidney cancer. Uh, so as soon as we got back, uh, we got in touch with her family and. Uh, to check on her, and uh, we, we got to know that she 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 got much better. And uh, and three months later, we went to we traveled to Jordan to visit her, and she was playing with us, and she was acting like completely normal baby. She she was perfectly fine and responding completely to the treatment. And uh, the the even better news is that we managed to raise more money than we expected and than she needed. And we managed to uh, to give another ten thousand dollars for another kid who was uh, suffering from cancer. So uh, the triple seven was uh, was really an overwhelming experience. From as you know, like from a certain point of view, because we got a lot that could that. But then also from from the humanitarian side, uh, it was such a unique experience by seeing 
actually on the field and the first time the result of what he did, what he did uh, by changing uh, that person's life. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that is... No, like you, like you, knit, you hit the nail on the head there, like like faltering. So, I mean, you can be raising funds and be hoping to help um, with, you know, medicines or procedures, but then to actually see a result and an outcome out of that is, is inspiring. Um, well, and that I remember, yes, and that was, I mean, she was young Syrian refugee from um, Dura, and that's, uh, I remember, you know, talking about that with you guys while we were all running together. Um, we are actually due for a quick break, so we're going to take a short commercial break and we'll be back here to hear more about the Omni athletes and everything they're doing to change, you know, the, just change the lives of others. Um, and we'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Do you feel alone trying to conquer life's challenges? Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April Joy Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to discover the powerful you. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you get empowered holistically every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Compassionate Life. To reach Dr. Brittany King or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to brittanyking.swimbet at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Ah. Yeah, and we're, we are back after the commercial break. Um, this is A Compassionate Life. We are speaking with the uh, Lebanese, but based in Dubai, Omni athletes. And we're learning about everything they're doing to change the lives of others in other parts of the world, basically. Um, we were talking about some of their adventures. We talked a little bit about Triple Seven Quest. Um, what amazes me, I think, about all of you is that you continue, you just keep pursuing it and, and keep taking on the next challenge. So can you tell me about the North Pole challenge that y'all just completed here this past spring? So, um, North Pole was part of completing um, something called the uh, Associate Grand Slam, uh, which is basically a big deal in the runners' world. If you if you run um, the seven continents uh, and and North Pole, there's an award in the running world called Grand Slam, um, and and you know there are about 170 to 200. Grand Slammers around the world. So when we signed up for the Triple Seven, it was because we wanted to, um, you know, achieve, uh, you know, finish that challenge and head on to the North Pole and finish that and get the Grand Slam, and at the same time raise as much funds as possible for both events to be able to, uh, you know, uh, uh, help three. Uh, three children with uh, with uh, cancer, as well as uh, you know, cover it on uh, on as many uh, uh, news channels as possible, so we can inspire people back home to again uh, you know uh, uh, sign up for these uh, life changing experiences. 
and um, and we we went um, we went in April, which is the ideal time to go. And uh, it was one marathon at uh, minus forty Celsius, um, which happens to be minus forty minus forty degrees Fahrenheit, which is uh, you know like nothing we've ever we've ever been through running a marathon. Mm. Uh, in no. those, uh, in those uh, you know, conditions, uh, as well as you know, what kind of gear we're going to wear, what kind of technical clothing we can we can wear. Because as you know, it's not like climbing, so you can't wear heavy gear. Uh, if you sweat, uh, you know, basically, and the sweat freezes over, you're done. So this was uh, this was definitely you know nothing like we've endured before. And uh, we we trained a lot for it, but it was the experience of a of a lifetime. Just amazing to be there, literally at the end of Earth, degree ninety, uh, mm-hmm. and experience the, uh, the 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 North Pole from a climate perspective. Uh, how challenging it was, how how tough and brutal the conditions were, just to run and the stages of the race and and, and everything. And, and you know, um, on I think. Uh, April 18th, um, all three of us just completed the marathon, and it was uh, personally for me, it was the best thing I've ever done in my in my whole life. Just getting the Grand Slam and crossing the finish line with the Lebanese flag, um, and seeing all of the other participants from the other nations cross their cross the finish line with uh, with their flag as well. You know, we had uh, it was very diverse group of people, yet it was inclusive. So, um, you know, fantastic effort, fantastic uh, uh, event all along. So proud. Okay. I just want to add one thing. Uh, also, being on the North Pole, which is where all the towns now start, uh, so, so this is a, it's a town, this uh, place. And uh, to, get, to get there for such a challenge, um, we got so many delays because uh, due to the climate change, um, the ice wasn't back to us. Uh, for the airplane to land on it, and uh, even when, when we found that when uh, the organizers found uh, a proper spot, the problem was that uh, the, there were some cracks to prevent uh, the airplane to land. So, um, so it took us three days to go there, and once we landed, I still remember that moment where we were having some rest in the tent, and then someone rushed into the tent, told us uh, we have to look what's happening outside. So we literally died outside of our tent. We found like a two meters wide crack uh, that goes all the way, that fits the whole camp uh, into, and goes all the way and splits the, the runway also into. So we got stuck basically for three days until the guys managed to find another uh, spot and um, and I could create a new runway for the airplane to uh, to land and to get the rest of the team um, so we can actually run the marathon. Uh, so it was such an experience to be there and running out of court that we, we would really clear what would happen next and how much time it would take to to leave the place or to run uh, the marathon or, you know, we're having, we're having all these kind of questions in our head would be run the marathon or it happened and our dream come true or we'd have to find another way to do it. So it was such, a, such, a, such an intense experience from that point of view as well. And, um, you know, just uh, just to realize that when, when the crack happened, it split the camp in two, like Mustafa said. But when you're in the middle of it, you don't realize the danger you're in. But looking at the pictures now, uh, had the crack happened literally 10 feet to the left, it would have swallowed our tent into the into the ocean because you know North Pole is not land; it's it's a sheet of ice over the ocean. And when the crack happened, the water came up, and uh, and and literally, you know, just reflecting, I have some pictures. I was looking at um, uh, we were looking over the pictures uh, the other day, and you realize literally like ten feet to the left, our tent would have been swallowed because we were the first tent next to that crack. And um, you know you, you you don't realize in the moment how dangerous it is, but coming back now, it's just a life changing experience. That's, I mean, no, that's incredible. I mean, I don't, when we had experienced Antarctica, you know, Antarctica together, and it was the whole camping like experience, and then the cold and the elements. I mean, that is 
like honestly absolutely nothing compared to what you all experience there at the North Pole. I mean, that is, um, I mean, the elements, like running a marathon's hard as it is, running a marathon in elements, running a marathon with like not luxuries, not conveniences, not proper sleep, not proper bedding. And then the fear of, I mean, that's, I mean, I saw, I saw the photos, I saw the more glamorous side of the photos and was super jealous because you're right. It was the, I mean, you did the grand slam. It's the, when you run seven marathons on seven continents for however long it takes or whenever, but then the grand slam is doing North pole. And, um, that's definitely something I would dream of doing someday, but, um, I just think it puts a it puts a pers- a different perspective on it. I mean, you guys put yourself out in like a completely different element and risk, really. I mean, to your lives, you, you know, to for to be able to help another person, who whoever you've chosen to raise money for at that time for that particular adventure. So, um, I mean, it's, it's inspiring. That's exactly why I wanted to have you guys on to interview y'all because it's just, I just think people should have inspiring um, stories to hear about. So, um, would you say that marathon has been the hardest one of all the ones y'all have ever done together? Well, um, if you remember the one in Tunisia, uh, doing the Triple Seven. Personally, I think that was the toughest for me. Um, if you remember, we were, uh, that was the fourth marathon after the, the first one in Australia, and I was already Paris, and that was Tunisia. So I believe that was, yeah. uh, for me, mentally the hardest one. Physically, uh, yeah, by far, uh, that was, uh, uh, was the hardest one because uh, uh, it, it was um, in two phases. The first phase was on like an empty deep snow, so you can you can walk fast and you can run in some some section uh, for 32 kilometers. But then uh, the fun part comes after that for the last 12 kilometers, where uh, the snow becomes knee deep, where you cannot possibly run. Oh my goodness! And you cannot you can barely walk, and uh, you're out and the and your body is like since you're not moving fast, your body starts to 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 cool down and muscles start to cool down. At minus 40 degrees uh, Celsius or Fahrenheit. And, uh, and then another element comes uh, to say that you're going into deep into the, uh, the, like, uh, furthest from the, from the camp. And, um, there's an increased risk of, uh, uh, polar encounters. So you get, you know, all these thoughts in, in your head while you're not able to run fast. You're just walking and the race will, will not finish. It seems that it's not finishing. And I remember on that day as well, uh, I had only a, like uh, one last uh, on the slab, and I saw the, the airplane taking off. And uh, maybe at that time, but in that particular moment, um, as I told you before, we had all this drama about uh, the airplane landing and uh, taking off on axis and stuff. So... We had to deal with all this anxiety, uh, thinking that yeah, we'll be, if we finish the race, we'll be get back home. We we'll have to spend more time also on this uh, uh, on the North Pole with the increased risk of having more cracks and stuff. So yeah, definitely it was one of the toughest experiences I ever had in my life. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I just think the elements. I mean, it's. When you have something in your head, you're like, I'm going to I'm gonna run, quote unquote, right? I'm going to be on flat ground, but you're not. You're trudging through mud or snow or ice, and it just adds a... I think the theme I have found through a lot of these interviews is so much of it's in your mind and your mental toughness and your mental, um, your brain empowerment to get through, I mean, anything on a day-to-day basis, but especially these types of challenges. Um, you guys did this specific marathon um, for a, a different, a, a different cause, and that was with uh, blindness. So, um, with seeing is believing. Um, correct? Is that right? Yeah, we um, right before uh, a North Pole, we were uh, asked by um, a standard chartered bank to uh, run the Dubai Marathon 
uh, as as the ambassadors, and what they were what they were advocating or helping back then was uh, they were leading uh, a whole uh, a whole effort against uh, against blindness, where they would uh, uh, raise um, I think the number was eight million dollars uh, by uh, uh, by twenty twenty. Uh, wow. To uh, uh, you know, to to help uh, cure blindness and create awareness against it, and and uh, and tell people how they can actually uh, you know uh, take preventative measures to be able to uh, to, to you know to uh, to prevent uh, prevent blindness. So we ran as ambassadors uh, for them, and um, we were uh, we, we helped them organize a campaign. We had sort of a a press conference and uh, a whole effort to raise awareness uh, awareness on that. And you know, um, this is uh, this is a lot of experience when you get to um, interact with these uh, with, with these uh, big sponsors, uh, right. just to make that message authentic uh, mm-hmm. in, in the sense. And uh, and it was a great experience for us to run the marathon uh, for them. And it was a, it was also a good training for us before the uh, the North Pole. Um, no, that's a, I think that's a really good perspective too. Like there's different levels of, I'm going to, you know, set up a, a page and I'm going to raise money for, you know, 200, 300, whatever. Every little bit is amazing. Um, whatever you're raising the cause and charity for, but all the way then taking it to a corporate level, to a sponsorship level, to media representation, to um, all of that. So um, I think our audience is going to be interested to hear about that. So we're going to take another quick break, and we'll be back in a few short minutes to hear more from the Omni Athletes on The Compassionate Life. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Women in sport has come a long way in a reasonably short time. In the 1950s, most women's sport was casual, recreational competition, followed by snacks or a light lunch. Today, women's sport is competitive, powerful, and in the mainstream, whether it's collegiate, Olympics, or professional leagues. Tune in to Women and Sport, The Long Road Up, where you'll discover the path that women's sport has taken over the past 50 years and more. Featuring your host, Carol A. Oglesby. Listen Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Listening to The Compassionate Life. To reach Dr. Brittany King or her guest today, please call into our program at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or send an email to brittanyking.swimbet at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, we're back. Thanks for joining us. We are listening to the incredibly inspiring Omni Athletes, um, specifically speaking to Danny and Mustafa. Um, So I do have a question about, um, well, I kind of want to talk through logistics of, so the three of y'all are the main Omni Athletes, and then Nizar had joined y'all a little bit. Um, Do all four of you do adventures together, or is it specifically just... Just, um, you know, Danny, you, and Mustafa, and then your uh, brother, Mazen? So the, the core team of Omni Athletes are uh, Danny, Mazen, my brother, and myself. Uh, oh. But we, we usually also take on board other people for specific trips, like uh, on the 27, uh, Niza, or they uh, just and uh, join the and uh, for uh, another mountain, which is Mount Everest, um, a bunch of uh, for for other people joined us. 
And um, we have a coming trip where some some people will join us and uh, support support our cause, and and they will join us as well. But the core theme is uh, three. Uh, so for, for every trip, we we decide based on the complex complexity of the trip and the sponsorships we have. Um, what kind of team we want to have. So, for example, uh, Dan is going to, uh, I want to see this number, but it's briefly, uh, he's going to climb one of the highest mountains in the world and, uh, in Argentina. Uh, so, like, uh, another team will be joining him as well. And for the, um, for our upcoming challenge for 2017, uh, there will be some people that will uh, join us for the, for the climb, the climbing part only, but then for the run, uh, to be absolutely so far, but also we are open for uh, other people to join us because at the end of the day, we have uh, we have like two objectives to to raise uh, money and awareness uh, for uh, for uh, the specific causes that we are uh, supporting, which are usually children with cancer, and to inspire people and uh, make sure that more people around us are uh, getting involved in healthy habits and. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and bigger ideas that change their, their lives. So, uh, whatever falls under these two objectives, we're really always happy to do. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's really awesome. It's not just, you know, a specific group and, you know, we're raising money for this and no one else can join us, but um, everybody having a common goal and whoever wants to join in, in that camaraderie, like, is welcome to, which is, which is really refreshing. Um, I know I've thought about something in the future, potentially one of maybe y'all's future endeavors uh, would be very cool to join you guys on. So um, I kind of, I had some questions too about, I mean, I think it's, I mean, people have jobs, people have lives, people have families, people have children, people have partners, spouses, you know, marriage and, you know, and then you're in on top of that, you're doing all of this extra wise. Um, how you know how difficult? I mean, for our for our guests here, I mean, both men are that we're talking with today are are like directors of of you know you know big finance director that Mustafa is and Danny for a regional director for consumer engagement at PepsiCo. And I mean, those are you know time consuming. How do you? How do you each find the time to one train for adventures such as each you know upcoming one, you know, and then balance that with your personal life? Yeah. So this means you're touching on a very important point. So we don't find the time; we make the time. It's very difficult with uh, very demanding jobs uh, like ours, um, where you have a big responsibility and uh, big expectations. Um, from people around us uh, to to manage and find time to uh, to train because especially for for events like that we need to train between fourteen and eighteen hours per week, which is another uh, full time job for some people. Um, so I was reading an article about uh, the, 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 the hours and the working hours and treatment about that. So. Um, and also on top of that, we all have our uh, family commitments. We have, uh, as you said, spouses, or uh, I have kids in my case. Um, so it's, it's quite difficult. But then, at the end of the day, when you when you, when you, when you are determined and you have like the end in mind and you know what you want exactly, you can always manage. And um, you would be surprised how much time you have on hand and how much time you waste on things that don't have value really. Um, so currently, we are all managing well between the two brothers and the job that we want between our jobs, our demanding jobs, and uh, our families and uh, our demand, our extensive training. Um, the only thing that we're suffering right now is uh, our social life. Like, uh, we will be very, uh, we are like very uh, picky on how we spend the, the last bit of time that's still available. But I really, really, I think that uh, because now we spend uh, that little time with the people that we really matter, and uh, it's usually quality time with our uh, like uh, friends and people who we enjoy, we really enjoy spending time. 
Um, I, I want to add an important bit here as well. Um, what, what we what we re- what we realized, and that's what we also sort of preach to our to our friends or or anyone who we want to inspire. Whenever we're, we're doing like a an, an, an indigenous speech, is you know whatever you do outside work that is of uh, either an endurance nature or a challenge nature or any of the mountains we climb or the marathons we run really adds value to whatever you're doing in your in your house and and, and in your office. Uh, I realized from my experience I can relate to that because whenever I started. You know, it got my output increase as a as an executive uh, in in PepsiCo, and and you know, uh, my output my my uh, my output increase increase in terms of discipline at uh, at home and what I'm able to do at home. So this gets you focused, this gets you centered, it gets you healthy. I mean, it's it's uh, it's all good, and the sacrifice is really is really little and and at the end of the day just like Mustafa said you know you can find so much time uh, uh, you realize when you optimize your time it becomes a balancing act and then you can you can um, uh, you know do so many things with your uh, with your time that are really of a valuable nature I think that's really true I mean I think it's I mean it's optimizing your time and and realizing like what parts of your life you're spending time on are, are important and which aren't. And then giving yourself a break too, you know, so say you couldn't get that run in this morning because like XYZ happened at home before you had to go to work. That's okay. Like giving yourself a break too, because in the end you're just trying to do something you're passionate about. So um, it, it, it is hard to balance though. Um, I mean, I'm from a, like not even the same perspective. It's just myself and a dog, you know, I mean, trying to balance like that and work. And, and sometimes I get all flustered because things just are, there's too much going on. And really when I look at that and you take a step back and you just reflect and have gratitude for the opportunities you've been given and ways you've been helped, um, and able to help others that, um, just putting life in perspective. So, um, I mean, I think it's, uh, I just think it's, it's amazing what you, you all have been able to achieve. Um, how, how did you go about finding, so, I mean, you started the company, you started the group, you started giving back, um, because each of you felt compassion and wanted to raise money for good causes, but, um, how did you go about finding sponsorships or because while, I mean, you can do things on your own, if you get more support, you get more media, you get more, you know, people behind you, then you can raise like so much more money for whatever cause you're raising it for. How did you even attempt that? So basically, we from to three different channels. Uh, the first one, which is the... Um, the biggest, the biggest one, or the most lucrative one, is uh, corporate sponsors. Um, so, um, around us, we have some, we work and we have around us so many companies uh, who are really interested in giving back uh, to society and uh, to improve um, people's desire around them. So, we, we approach these companies to get um, sponsors, to get them as, on board as sponsors to support our cause. Uh, the second channel is uh, through events, like we organize uh, example, dinners and um, events like that to uh, to raise funds. And also, we we seen so much uh, overwhelming support from from people on those events. And the final one is through um, through online donations, which is usually our friends and family. Um, and and that's also very important. And also, it's, uh, it's overwhelming to see how how much uh, how much people are involved and how much people are in, uh, engaged in these uh, uh, fundraising events. And uh, like sometimes we really post these events, we see people from our um, from school, from our childhood, from our old neighborhood, just like they suddenly appear and they participate and they call us and encourage us and what we do. So um, this way we're fulfilling our two objectives uh, and uh, at the end of the day to inspiring people around us in the process. Yeah, that's a good, I mean, that's a really a, a good like perspective on it just to 
you know, reach out and then like, especially in your own community environment and then just keep going with it. Um, can you, so I, well, actually we're going to take a quick break because I do have an important topic to talk about. And that's like you, um, well, Mustafa specifically, you were just honored at the 2016 Olympics. So I would like to bring that up quickly when we come back, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back after this commercial, um, to speak again with the Omni athletes. Thank you. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception? We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor, but we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning Healthy Living Power Hour. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Compassionate Life. To reach Dr. Brittany King or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to brittanyking.swimbet at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And we're back. Thanks for joining us. This is a Compassionate Life, and we are speaking with the Omni Athletes. And um, so we're going to touch on a couple quick topics here in our last segment. Um, Mustafa, one of the members of the Omni Athletes, was recently at the Olympics, and he had the honor of carrying the Olympic torch. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and your feelings behind that and how you were even approached with that? Because that's something absolutely incredible. I've always wanted to even just go to the summer or winter, any Olympics, just to watch something. But that is, that's an amazing moment. Yeah, listen to it was such a, such a great experience. Uh, so it started with, uh, so Visa uh, is one of the sponsors for, uh, for for the Olympics, and they were uh, choosing people from, one person from each continent to uh, hold the torch and present the, the continent. Um, so I was chosen uh, based on, like, well, they ran, like, a screening, uh, they did a screening, and there was a panel, etc. But then I was chosen to present... Uh, uh, Central European East and Africa in the, um, in the Olympics, uh, and the torch relay in the Olympics. Um, so the whole experience was, was, was very unique because once you're there, um, a couple of days before the Olympics, and, um, the whole city is, <laughs> is like, boring, and, uh, the, the chief are poor people, and, uh, that's why you're wearing the, the Olympics the T-shirts with the, with the gold, the gold and white uh, design, and holding the torch and uh, standing in the middle of the street with thousands, literally thousands of people on both sides, all cheering for you and uh, singing, and um, like people dressing up on the street and with, uh, uh, with like with the music and people people dancing. So uh, I was like completely overwhelmed looking at all that's happening around me, and uh, you, you feel like a tourist in Britain because people like come to you and try to to get a picture with you and get a selfie with you. Um, yeah, I've never been in such a, such a situation before, and uh, I'm very grateful to be part of it. 
Uh, and also, uh, the other part of it is the, um, the, the, uh, the meaning of the torture day. Um, so, literally thousands of people are involved in the organization of such an event. So, that's exactly what uh, the, the message that, uh, that's intended from this event. That's a message of unity and peace and harmony, um, where thousands of people are working to, for this, um, this flame to move from Athens to, to Rio. Uh, on time with the minimum uh, amount of uh, problems. So, yeah, right. it was uh, definitely an unforgettable experience for me. No, I, I mean, I think that, like, it, it's really important to realize the, you know, the meaning behind it all, but I, I just, I mean, I... I get blown away by that story. I mean, I watched the Olympics on television from my couch. Like, it was my job for those weeks. Um, and it was, I, I cannot imagine the feeling to be there, um, actually, and what, you know, what it all, all means and represents. So, I mean, that was, I mean, congratulations. That's a massive honor, like, for the rest of your life to um, get to hold on to. So, um, huge for the Omni athletes and for everything y'all represent, truly. Um, wanted to ask you both about your next upcoming adventure. So um, what is it? How can people find you? How can they support you? How can they help donate to the cause? Um, and can you expand upon that? Yeah, so um, the... Uh our our page on uh, on Facebook is called Omni Athletes. Um, usually, all the information is, uh, is is there. It has all of our trips uh, and and all of the announcements coming up on uh, uh, on on future trips. Our next trip is um, us attempting the highest and the lowest marathons. Uh, from an elevation perspective in the shortest amount of time, which means we travel to uh, to uh, Everest Base Camp, uh, run Everest Marathon, which is the highest marathon uh, in the world, and then basically hop on a plane, uh, travel to Jordan, to the Dead Sea, which is the lowest point on Earth, and run the Dead Sea Marathon in the shortest amount of time. And what we're hoping is that we can break the record for the highest and the lowest in the shortest amount of time. Um, yes, yeah, so that's inspiring. And when is that? It's in uh, April. Uh, uh, between, I mean, uh, between April and May, uh, usually the uh, the dates for the Dead Sea Marathon are are set only a couple of months before the marathon. Uh, the, um, the the Everest Marathon usually gets scheduled in May. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. put some announcements on our uh, on our Facebook uh, uh, page, but uh, we're in the vicinity of April to end of May. That's an awesome, like absolutely awesome conquest. I mean, we start we started this interview talking about Kili and like different things, but this is um, I mean, this is going to be incredible. So. Um, I would love to join y'all on that, but um, for other people, please, 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 I've been advertising like where you can support and find the Omni Athletes Facebook, Instagram, O M N I, um, Omni as an omnipotent athletes. Um, I do, I would also like to ask each of you so if you were to give advice to a person out there to inspire somebody or some like piece of advice that you live by um, that you day to day remember or, or that's your, I don't know, that's your MOA, that's your motivation. What would each of that be for you? Yeah, so we always say that uh, be big uh, or go home because uh, we believe in the, in the Capacity and potential of, uh, of of people and uh, of our own uh, potential and the capability. So um, just just take one one second to believe and and your potential, and you'd be amazed how far you can go and how much you can achieve. Like um, I would tell the story that uh, it all started with me a few years back when I was simply trying to find the picture to put on the wall in, in the new house that you just moved into. Uh, but then I couldn't find anything that that's worthy of, of the 
being uh, a picture I want my son to, to be looking at. Um, so just took one decision at that, at that moment that I want to, to, to be too inspiring to my, to my son, uh, who was not born at the time. Uh, and now if you look at uh, this specific cord, it's uh, has the Olympic torch physically hanging on there uh, with uh, literally uh, hundreds of medals and the Guinness uh, Book of World Records uh, certificate hanged on the same way as well. So, moving from a personal way, most of the, my pictures uh, are of me overweight, uh, just holding that quite old or eating or just like, uh, doing something that's, that's fun, but that, that doesn't feel really, that's not really healthy. And to a personal way, I have like a world full of uh, great achievements. Uh, and I'm still the same person. The only difference that's happening is that that decision, I believed in my potential. I believed in what I wanted to do, what I can do. And I was determined to, to make a difference in my life and in my family's life. And eventually, that, um, uh, to, to the people, uh, to people around me. I think that's awesome. No, and I mean, and really true, too. I mean, it's just, um, I mean, it's about... It's about what you you realize. So it's about humility, but also realizing like um, your mind. I feel is your your only enemy. I mean, if you believe it, you can do it. Um, and even if you physically have to adjust your goal because of something, whatever it is, you name it for each challenge. Um, if you mentally can stay in the game, then you can keep achieving your potential. Um, so that's. I don't know. That's pretty inspiring. Um, yes. Well, well, both of you. I would just like. I mean, I would like to say thank you so much for taking the time to join us this hour. Um, I hope that people go to visit the Omni Athletes on Facebook, Instagram, you name it. Help support their cause. If you'd like to join them on an adventure, as stated earlier, you can. You absolutely can. You can help raise funds for very worthy causes. So um, thank you both, Danny. Thank you, Mustafa, for taking the time. Um, I hope to meet you guys again in some future adventure. And um, I hope everyone has been inspired this week on The Compassionate Life. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the compassionate life please join dr Brittany king again next tuesday at 3 p.m pacific time and 6 p.m eastern time on the voice america empowerment channel this week how will you leave your compassionate mark on the world 